Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Experience the unconventional. Hello? The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Here we go. Some show tonight, guys. I can feel it. I feel it in my water. And by water, it means urine. I know I touched it. Wiggled on my hands. I could literally feel it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. There we go. You see, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We've got Will Storm coming in uh, whenever he turns up. I mean, he said he was going to be about quarter past ten, so he's still got ten minutes to be on time. But, I mean, dear God, 10.15? What a weird time to agree. And you you mark my words, when he comes in, he's going to get a right royal rollicking, Catherine. Late night alternative, Ian Lee. Catherine Catherine Boyle. Boyle. It's doing harmony. Catherine Boyle. You do the same. You do the the melody and I'll do the harmony. What's the melody, though? Just your name. Catherine Boyle. Just say it normally. All right. Catherine? No, you're saying it like a dick. Say, just say Catherine Boyle. Catherine Boyle. Say it now. Catherine. You're doing the thing. It's going all rugger. Just say your name. Catherine Catherine Boyle. Say it. Catherine Catherine Boyle. Boyle. There you go, that's it. (laughs) What the hell was that? It was a failed attempt to start a vocal duo group in the style of Dollar. That's what it was. And you, the, re, you're, the thing is, in this, I am um, the lady who I think was called Toulouse Lautrec, and you're David Van Dyke. Therese like, Bazaar. That was it. I thought it was Pamela Bazaar. Therese Bazaar. Therese Bazaar. Wasn't Therese, wasn't Pamela, wasn't Toulouse. It was Therese Bazaar. Mm, here we go. Oh. And that reminds me, actually, I've got I've got to do some work at the at my home tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've got to raise the the bar. Dr. Ray's Bazaar. It doesn't work. I thought it was Buzz. Bah. There's that Buzz. Okay, fine. So, busy show this evening, dear listener. 0344 499 1000. What this show has needed for a long time, a really long time, is a campaign. Campaigns get you press. We're desperate to get press. It's season four of the Late Night Alternative. We've got another 12 months of this. And the way to get press, we've done press before, uh, by eating a pig's vagina, by falling down a well, by faking being attacked by an owl, and by saving a man's life. Can I just say I didn't do any of those things, especially not the vagina part. Okay. Um, but th- now, the step rule five is we need a campaign. 
We need a campaign. And here's the campaign we're going for. Forget kids who are dying. Forget old people that are dying. Forget anything to do with health, because that's just mucky. It's just, it's just a, a quagmire. It's just a quagmire. Um, uh, what we need, and I'm going to tell you this before you go downstairs to get our guest, who I believe has arrived. Uh-huh. What we need is a campaign, and the campaign is this. We are bringing back, when you get off the bus, shouting up to the front. Thank you, driver. Thanks, driver. We're bringing that back. That's the campaign. Now, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. I do it all the time to the embarrassment of my kids. I don't think I've ever been on a bus with my kids. Uh, But what we need is we need um, audio and video clips of you, dear listener, using buses. And as you get off, thanks, drive. Thanks, drive. So you can say that. Thanks, drive. Thank you, driver. Whatever. We need to bring this back. Are you with me or are you again me? Tom, Dick and indeed Abdul. 03444991000. Will Storr is in the building, Catherine. Can I send you on a mercy dash? Yeah. When do we start getting cross with him? Once he's sitting down? Oh, Or can see, I do it up the stairs? No, no, no. You be... No, no, no. It's going to be like lion, the lion's den. You bring him up all nice and friendly. As soon as he comes in, I'm going to I'm gonna um, rip him a new one. I don't know what you're typing, Amy, because I can't see it. Oh, he's uh, he's up here. Can He can't hear us, can he? Oh, shoot. Can I, like, when he gets in the doorway, Good, can I, like, boot him in with my foot? No, right, when, he, when he comes in, in. we're going we're gonna to rip this guy a new a-hole because, I mean, 10.15 is a very... I mean, who does he think he is? He, he thinks he's some fancy, swanky writer. As soon as he comes in, we're going dis- to... Dis- is- can he hear us now? OK, fine, then you shouldn't have let him in, Amy, uh, so we can hear the plan. When he comes in, we're going to give him a... Lo- he's there! Oh, God, look, I thought it was my reflection because of the... Go- Will, come in! Come in. We're going to tear this? him a new one. We're going to tear him a new one. This is going to be embar- or awkward for you, dear listener. You might want to switch off. We're going to destroy him. Here he comes. Come in, Will. Here he comes. It's great to see you, buddy. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you doing? How are you doing? Good You're to right. see you. Yes, yes. Good to see you again. How are you doing, Captain? Sit down. Sit, Will. Sit down. Sit down. Now, what are you, what's going on? I can hear nothing. Nothing. No, 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 nothing. Oh, no. Catherine, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what was going on there. Get nice and close to that microphone because they're cheap. Uh, Catherine was thought it was rude that you, you've decided to come in at this time of night. And I said, Will is a very busy man. Uh, Will is busy. He's got a new book out, The Science of Storytelling. Wow. He was a, a very important do today. Probably Probably to do with books and art and stuff, I'm guessing. And he can come in whenever, whatever time he wants. And you, she was like, oh, when he comes in, we're gonna, we'll are gonna, we shout at him and we'll tell him he's rude. You said you were going to karate chop him in the wind. No, no, that is libelous. That is a lie. I wouldn't do that to Will. I'm a big fan of his work. Yeah, Ian, you're forgetting that I, I did email and say, I can be there at 9.55, but, I, but I'm doing something. Is it OK? And he went, yeah, of course. He said, you can come in whenever you want, okay. mate. And now I'm getting grief. Are we on air? I'm getting grief on air. what happened, but it was the tone of the email that I found disrespectful <laughs> to you. Tell you what, let's you you got a coat on, take a coat off. Would you like a drink, Will? Oh, is this me is getting it, the drink? I'll go get it if you want. I don't mind going and get him a drink. I'd love bit, some water, thank you. Bit tense. You, you might want to come back another have, night, Will. You can have a hot one if you like. No, 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 one. thank you. Right. A little bit tense tonight, Will. Maybe you won't be selling any copies of your book tonight. Oh, well. Let's take a break while Will no still gets there. himself comfortable. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
radio now. So, so no, if you carry on talking, if you want, but if you're about to reveal no, I'm not. intimate secrets. No, no, no. So Ian and I were just talking about my wonderful wife, who is a magazine editor. Yeah. And because she's a few years younger than me, and we've both been working our way up through the media, um, I've always been a few steps ahead of her. But that kind of switched around maybe five or six years ago when yeah. she got her first editorship. And um, I really quickly noticed the difference that makes because we were invited to drinks with some people in the media who hadn't seen for quite a while. And we turned up and um, I was completely ignored. Wow, OK, yeah. For the first time. <laughs> All the attention was on this mm. amazing magazine editor. And, um, and I actually found it quite... Quite funny, you know. But you, it was a really interesting experience. Did you? How did you? Right, okay. So I, I would find it funny. I would yeah. find it interesting. But I've been thinking a lot about ego recently. And ego is something you can't really control. How did your ego react to it? Was there a bit of a the feeling? Here's the thing. My my ex wife. She used to hate it. And she's a reporter. She's a really really good reporter. But people would come up to me and they would they would come up to us and they would talk to me. Yeah. Because I'd been on. The, you know, I was mm. a, I was a familiar face on the telly or radio and would. Just completely ignore her or go, would you, sorry, could you just take a picture of us, please? You know, a hand of phone and stuff. And that's what she, to a certain extent, was was perceived as. I know that she hated it, understandably so. You know, she found it really, and she would quite often just go off and walk away and let us get on with it. How did you, how do you find, how did you find that kind of shift in focus? Well, um, I mean, not, not, not too bad. So... The reason that why it wasn't too bad is because I see, you know, I see see us as playing slightly different games. Yep. She's an editor, I'm a writer, and these are related but different things. Yeah. Um, and we had a situation last year where Farah wrote a brilliant book called The Discomfort Zone, mm. and suddenly she was playing my game. Right. And um, I did, I did wonder if Farah's book becomes a massive bestseller, how will I cope with that? Yeah. And I'm not sure. You know, I'd love to say. Oh, it, oh, I'm just supportive and proud of my wonderful wife. No, that's and not... it's not a gender thing. It's just a purely an ego thing. Yeah, it's of like, course. I, I think I would have, I genuinely think I would have found it difficult. And at one point she said to me, um, you know, if my book um, really does well, you're not going to be jealous, are you? And I said to her, and I thought for a moment, and I thought, and I said to her, I can't promise you that. Because no, that's something <laughs> beyond your rational, yes. loving, logistical yeah, control. Yeah, and it was a slightly awkward moment that I, that I felt bad about. But, but, but luckily it was time, a huge flop, so... <laughs> no, you're going <laughs> on Amazon <laughs> leaving one-star reviews under different lockets. It, it really was. No, it, it, I mean, it, it's done no. really well. So, but, but, but yeah, so, um, uh, so, 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 so that was the, the, the learning for me. So yeah. I, I don't want to sort of make out that I'm this sort of big man. Oh, yes, I'm fine with her no. soaring celebrity. But um, I... I it, I don't see us as, as, as competing, and I think that's the difference. It's like a star is born, <clears throat> but in the literary world. That wasn't a cough to indicate anything. <laughs> I actually literally had to clear my throat then. That was a genuine, I'm clearing my throat, but it was like a star is born, one of our favourite films, Catherine. I hated that film. <laughs> yes. Um, I did too. Yes. It's so boring. Yes, it is. What else yes. was everyone seeing? Because they loved it, didn't they? Well, and I thought this, there was this moment in the car park where she was singing this song that was yeah, supposed to be, oh laughing, my God, she's a genius. And she's just shouting. But that's what that's what I do with my kids when I go. I think I've got a song, guys. Here we go. I love you so much, my baby. But it was like the worst Simon Cowell audition. Oh, but isn't it funny? After one listen, he managed to arrange and write the rest of the song ready for it to be performed. Yeah. To her surprise, I have come to the conclusion, and I think I heard Limmy. I don't know if you're aware you are of Limmy. I love Limmy. Isn't he great? Yeah, yeah. And I think I heard him express it first, and I've been thinking about it a lot. I've come to the conclusion that I don't like stuff that everyone else likes. Not in any way just to be difficult or obtuse. It's just... I just don't like it. Star is Born was getting four and five star reviews. And I thought it was awful. 
the Ricky Gervais program, Afterlife, which everyone has raved about. You like it a little bit I better it was than all right. me. I thought it was all right. I just, I just watched it. I watched the first 15 minutes and went, this isn't speaking to me. There's so much stuff that everyone else is liking and I'm going, I, I don't get it. I don't understand what it is. So maybe I'm just genetically predisposed to not like stuff. Maybe I'll get some miserable old gear. A contrarian. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. With it. I mean, I, I, I sort of departed from Ricky Gervais um, I, I, actually quite early during Extras. It was Extras. Yeah. It was, I was a big fan of The Office. As every, are you, yeah, of course. Are you a fan of The Office? I love The Office. So, so it's not everything. Yeah. Um, but, 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 I, um, but yeah, I, I, and I saw for work, um, I had to see his film. It wasn't The Office, it was the David Brent film. Oh, my God. I went to the premiere of that. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the law of diminishing returns with him. It just, yeah. it's, it's all going down there. Yeah. And, and I, 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 you wonder who, who film is the talent uh, behind you might know Ian who was the talent well, behind it, 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 The it, Office it, it, well it, it would appear that since he split up with Stephen Merchant mm. Stephen Merchant seems to be going I didn't see the film that Merchant did with The Rock but that got quite good reviews the recent film he did it would seem that Merchant is you know but hey Gervais is getting paid 11 billion dollars a year from reminding Netflix us. <laughs> he does uh, we, we should, you've got a book yes did you bring it uh, no, but you've got one there. I've got it. <laughs> the science of storytelling, Will Store. Um, and bless you, I was, was away last week with my boys in the country. We rented a, like a cabin. It was, I make it sound more rustic than it was. It was a luxurious cabin with a hot tub uh, on some kind of cabin resort. Um, and uh, we were just having the, the best time. Uh, my seven-year-old has got this line now, which he, he came up with. He was, he, they got in the hot tub uh, every single day and every single night. And I, I found some champagne, plastic champagne flutes in there. And I poured orange juice in. <laughs> and then I got in the hot tub. And my seven-year-old turned around to me and went, more champagne, beautiful. <laughs> and, that, and that line is, is, has stuck now. That's now his catchphrase every time he sees me. Because he goes, more champagne, beautiful. <laughs> and he's totally made it up himself. But last week I got your lovely email saying, I've got a new book out. I don't, in that very British way, when yeah. you get Americans emailing, I got a new book out, where should I send it to you? When can I come on? Yeah. Uh, which is, which I, I kind of respect. <laughs> but a lovely email saying, I've, I've got a new book. I don't know if you'd be interested in having a look. I went, dude, I love you. I, 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 of course I would love to read it. And when do you want to come on? You yeah, know, I was very flattered. Thank we're you. We're big fans of yours, Will. There's, but I haven't read it. No, 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 of course, you've only just got it like two days ago, so, yeah. So, the science of storytelling, and, well, you, t- you, t- you tell us what it is. Well, it's, um, it, 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 I, I'm trying to kind of tackle the, the kind of ancient problem of how to tell a story, but from a, a scientific yes. kind of perspective. So, by using kind of the latest things that we know from psychology and neuroscience and evolutionary psychology, you know, how our minds have evolved, to, to kind of show in a hopefully relatively new way how stories work. And you, this, I have read a little bit of it. This, because people will recognise you. You've been on the show before. You did uh, Will Stall versus The Supernatural, which yeah. is just a great read. And I, I you know, I don't want to take money out of your pocket. You can probably get it for a penny on Amazon. Uh, well, uh, the, uh, the most. Yeah, you can probably uh, get three for one. Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. it's <laughs> such a good book. There's uh, Heretics we had you in. The last one was Selfie. Was that the last yeah, that's one? that's right, yeah. I'm yeah, missing yeah. one. I'm missing one, aren't I? Oh, there was a novel. Okay, right. Everyone misses the novel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you, in the introduction to the science of storytelling, the new one, you talk about how when you were writing the novel, you were reading loads of how to write a book book. Yeah, so, so I was researching the heretics, and the heretics, as you know, is, is about the psychology of belief. And, and the question that the heretics ask is, why do clever people end up believing crazy things? Yeah. So it's not like, why do idiots believe? Because that's obvious. It's like, you know, how, how does... 
how does David Irving, who was once this very well-respected historian, not a stupid man, come to believe that Hitler was a friend of the Jews? Like, insane idea. Oh, the heretic. That's when you went on that. Oh, this is such a great book. Because it was heretics, wasn't it? Where you went on a, was it on an Irving I went undercover around yeah. Auschwitz or Walker. something? It was a holiday for seven days. Yeah, around Holocaust sites with oh. Irving and a bunch of... <sighs> <laughs> he's quite litigious yeah but but no they were, they were they, 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 <laughs> well, well that, stopped that, well yeah, 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 I, yeah. I remember this one because he's yeah. explaining the gas chambers to you that they're not gas chambers <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously they could get out so what yeah he was sort of it's joking that he, that there's the, he was pointing out there's the box office uh, it, like it was a joke uh, but, um, uh, but no but there were I genuine I open with that one David but yeah we get <laughs> there, was, there were genuine Nazis there there was a guy who uh, had, had a, um, a tattoo of some sort of panzer division on his body somewhere wow. like, yeah so there were genuine holocaust deniers there yeah. um with him uh, i'm not saying that he is one no of course um, but he certainly was one at one point uh, i think we can say that um but 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 there, there, there were lots of holocaust deniers there and, and i was trying to blend in uh, with him for a week so that, that was part of the heretics and to, to understand how is it that these people and david irving himself come to believe these insane things and one of the really interesting things that i found was that um a lot of these people on that trip had parents that were literally Nazis in the Second World War. Wow. So their mums okay. or dads, um, probably dads, uh, were, were Nazis, were yeah. actual Nazis. And, and, and so on, on the last night of this trip with David Irving, um, there was this um, uh, a celebratory viewing of Downfall, the, the, you know, the film. <laughs> no, it wasn't really celebratory, but it was like, you know, it was like it was a gala. They're all crying at the end. A gala viewing of, of Downfall, <laughs> which, of course, is the ger- fantastic German film about the, the last days in the bunker. Yeah. And one of the guys on the trip excused himself because... His father was there, and he found it too upsetting. Oh God, they actually were crying. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and but, but, but seriously. So, so the thing I thought was really interesting was that these were, uh, and and the kind of knotty thing. The thing about storytelling that kind of fascinates me is it's very simplistic. The brain is a storyteller, and stories in novels, films, cartoons, fairy tales mimic what the brain does to us all the time. Yeah. The, the 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 mind the self is a story, um, uh, and it's a simplistic story. And 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 the simplistic story about these people where they were just all horrible Nazis, awful, awful, awful. And of course they weren't all wonderful. But some of these guys were really really nice to me. Yeah, of course. Um, so 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 at the beginning of the trip, I I, I kind of. Sh- I was going to say shot my load. I wouldn't say I want to use wow. that phrase, but I was Gosh. interviewing David Irving. This is escalated. Uh, and it became obvious that I wasn't necessarily on his side, and he right. kind of stomped off. And I was panicking because I spent all this money on this trip, and I needed to have to get more out of him. And I, and he promised he would he would. Um, sit down with me later and but he kept putting it off and I was confiding in the Nazis saying oh I'm really worried because David Irving promised me time he's not giving it to me and then at the end of every day we'd have this meeting and, and there would be like a lecture and there'd be lots of questions uh, uh, afterwards and it turned out that um, all the Nazis had conspired behind my back to ask questions of David Irving that they thought would be useful would to my you. book project Isn't and that it was nice? like such a nice thing it was really nice thing, <laughs> thing is we, think, we think of Nazis as evil and it's an evil ideology but of course you know they feed their pets and they love their mums you know of course there yeah, is there is yeah, niceness around that denying the Holocaust and hating Jews you know I'm not making light of it <laughs> no, but that's, no. there is that niceness well, around my, my kind of um, you know my, one of my, the kind of the idea that came out of that was that was that not all of them of course but 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 a lot of them it seemed to me were on this lifelong mission to defend the reputation of their parents who they loved right, right. so the, the thing that comes first is I love my dad mm. I love my mum but the rest of the world is telling me 
Nazis are synonym for evil. So it can't be true. Mm. So you go on this lifelong mission looking for evidence everywhere that it's not true. And of course, that's how you become a Holocaust denier because you find all this, in inverted commas, evidence that it's a whatever. When I was away last week, my light reading was a book written by Mae West, one of the daughters of Fred and Rose West. Oh, really good book. Came out last year. It's called um, With Love from Mum. And. Um, I get confused with with the, the the family tree. I think she was possibly the fourth child because Fred had a couple of daughters before there was Charmaine and there was Anne Marie and then there was Heather who was the one they murdered and and I think she, May came came forth. Um, and it's not really about Fred West. It's about her relationship with with Rose West and for the daughters' relationship with Rose West. And for a lot of it. For most of the book, even when she's Rose West is in prison and has been found guilty, May still can't believe. Wow! That her mum, even though yeah. her mum used to beat her, yeah. even though her mum knew that their dad sexually abused them and would kind of laugh it off, even though the mum would would lock them in a, you know, did terrible, terrible things. Yeah. She still can't quite believe, despite all the, she does. She does towards the end. Spoiler alert! But for most, she still can't quite believe that her mum was capable of murdering her sister. Yeah. was involved in the murders of the nine. I think other nine other women was involved. She can't. Yeah, buy into that because that's her mum. Yeah, and, and she, she goes, I can believe it. My daddy was weird, and he, you know, and he abused us. But <coughs> I cannot get my head around. And part of it was that, that when Fred was arrested, such a good book. When Fred was ar- arrested, the the couple, one of the daughters and the son and Rose were put in a safe house where, where they were being bugged, but they were locked in this safe house for a long time. And Rose West was kind of brainwashing them, just going, you're, I can't believe your effing dad has got me in this effing trouble again. I can't believe he's done this. I didn't know when. And so she was just getting constantly on a loop. And, and she still struggles to accept her mum did all of those I just find that fascinating. Things. Because that's exactly the, what I was seeing in these people yeah. on this Holocaust thing. They were, they were, they were essentially decent people who... Um, have made a mistake, yeah, and the mistake is rooted in their love for their parents, just like um, this daughter of, yeah. of Rose West, who, um, and this is what this is really what the science of storytelling is about. It, it, it's a, it's about th- these characters that we meet in story who are absolutely convinced of a thing. Um, and um, uh, the, the story is there to kind of shake them out of that kind of misbelief. And as you know from from from, from the stuff in the Heretics, the, uh, the, the, when we talk about how the story manifests in the brain, the, the, the sto- sort of hard to, to explain. But the, like the reality that we experience is a story. It's, you know, it, it, it's 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 we see evidence everywhere that backs up our biases and misbeliefs yeah. and prejudices. So it's so hard to think your way out of the story that your brain's telling you it really is possible that that, that that your most deeply held beliefs about the world are completely wrong but it doesn't feel like they're wrong well, they're because it's because they form the structure of the reality as you experience it in your head is it heretics or selfie I get the two slightly confused where the, 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 the everything we see happened like a second ago two seconds ago heretics, heretics. Yeah. So, so the brain is constantly filling in the blanks yeah. and making up a narrative yeah so what of, you see is very narrow and the rest is made up yes yeah, they call it a or? controlled hallucination so we, we so 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 we feel like we're looking out of our heads yeah into the world but we're not Informa- if you think about it I always get uncomfortable in, when you talk in, about <laughs> this because my eye I, I don't know where to look go on information only comes in and that's one way yeah so it comes into your brain and, and that's where it stays so you're not looking out at anything everything that you experience is out there is actually in there yeah. so 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 and it takes some time for all that information to travel from your senses into the brain and the brain to convert that into this 
controlled hallucination of reality. And so, so in order to, to, to help us interact with the now, it has to throw us forward. I mean, there, there are kind of variations in the predictions of how much that forward is. But if you're throwing a ball, if someone throws a ball at you, your brain moves it fractionally forward so you can catch it, otherwise you'd miss it. And so that's kind of an example of, of, of I don't want to you know, keep going on about the heretics. It is a great book, by the way, dear listener. I thoroughly recommend it. But, but, the, but the brain is, const- is a storytelling machine. Yeah. It's constantly telling stories. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and you say in, in, in the bit of the book I have read, it's not, it's not actually the scenario or so much what happens. It's the characters that interest us. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, 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 so if you read most books on storytelling, um, th- they tell you um, how to tell a story in the form of a structure. Yeah. So, so what people have done before is they've, 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 taken, they've taken all the great stories and they've compared them together and they've kind of run their divining rods over them and seen what they've got in common. And then they've gone, OK, well, this is the perfect story. Like the Joseph Campbell monomyth is the most famous one. And they go, this is a story. And so the only way to describe the perfect story is by des- describing a kind of sequence of events. Mm. So you've got this kind of recipe solution for storytelling, which is kind of what we're surrounded by in Hollywood, in long-form TV, in lots of commercial fiction. It's this kind of recipe for storytelling. Mm. But if you start with the mind and the brain, you start off somewhere else, and that's with a character, because, of course, mind and brain is about personality and who we are. Mm. And, 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 and for me, that's a much more interesting kind of idea about storytelling. And, and so what emerges from that is that, yes, all this stuff tends to happen in story, and some often in a, in a certain sequence, but the most simple form of that is crisis struggle resolution the mm. classic kind of three act um uh, but but what's really going on under, under the hood uh, as it were is that is that at the beginning it's really about character it's about who we are so um we, humans are a, are a weird kind of ape like we're not like an ape we actually are an ape yeah uh, but we're, and, and we're weird because we're hyper social um and so there's a there's a very famous psychologist called jonathan Haidt, um who, who's also an author and he says that we're so social we're part b so, so we really are unbelievably collaborative and social, and that's how we've dominated the earth mm. is by working together in groups, and that's always so kind of, kind of, um, kind of, kind of groupish. Well, that's why I voted Brexit. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 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 and, and that's that's our environment. So, 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 in order to so, so, dogs live in a world of smell. Yeah. Knife fish live in a world of electricity. Um, moles live in a world of touch, but humans live in a world of other minds. We're constantly. Worrying, thinking, talking about other minds, because that's how we have to. That that that's the that's the realm we have to understand in order to get what we want out yeah. of life, which is to survive and reproduce. And so that's what story is. So so just like a dog, I walk my dogs every day. They spend all their time sniffing stuff, and I'm like, why are you sniffing all that? It's so boring. But it's not boring to them because they live in a world of smells. So the smell is infinitely interesting yeah. to them and story is infinitely interesting to us because it's about minds it's about other people so what story is always asking of its characters is who is this person yeah who is this person really you know i i, I see you've got the frank sidebottom t-shirt yes. and I, I saw the documentary last isn't week, it brilliant absolutely brilliant it's so good and i'm not a fan of frank sidebottom no. i know you are no offense but I, I but but i thought it was an amazing film because he was a fascinating character yes who is this person yeah and the film worked because it was a brilliant deep exploration of this really fascinating man and, and it's fascinating and, and so, so so that's that's what stories are they are you, you take these kind of flawed characters who do weird things and the plot puts them under a lot of pressure and the the, the job of the plot really is to put huge pressure on to force them to kind of show who they really yeah. are so if you think about some of your kind of famous scenes in fiction or movies 
some of the most dramatic scenes we have are when people are feeling under immense pressure and they're forced to choose am I going to be this person or am I going to be this person mm. and that's that to me is the kind of essence of drama well a lot of the hero stories the, 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 the Star Wars it's where someone is you know their, their intent is pure but they're not very skillful or, or haven't quite got that killing thing and they go off and they are tried and tested and put through all kinds of ridiculous tortures and things and then they come out you know from the boy to the man but that's the classic story isn't yeah. it you can look back to the Greek myths for things like yeah, that yeah, and what course. it says to man is you are better than you realise and yeah. actually you are uh, amazing and then there is hope in but life but you have to go through hardship yeah. to reach your full potential you can, you can train and you can think about it but you've actually got to suffer to, mm. to, to a certain extent to come out the other side you mentioned as well, as well about the um, so much money is made in stories books and, and yeah. movies primarily and video games as well as she mentioned but so much of them so many movies now are these really crap they're done by corporation it's you know and having worked in TV a while ago it's, it's it, it, it very rarely is it one person's vision of I've got this idea and this is what I want to do there are a few examples and those are normally the best things we talk about The Office The Office was two people's vision and um I know that Steve and Ricky, they managed to bat off every bit of input that the BBC made. And they said, we're going to do this, but only if you let us do it our yeah, way. Yeah. And so there's, there's hardly any input from the producers. But there's great characters in The Office. Yes. Really good, yeah. genuine, three-dimensional characters, which you don't find, as far as I'm concerned, in some of Ricky Gervais's later well, work. Well, you suspect that other people have kind of got involved. And this is it. So many movies, so many of the big movies, you know that it's it's been through a writer, then it's been through a director, <laughs> then it's been through five producers, then it's been through the, the commissioning editor, then it's been through a head of a studio. It's just it's just filtered away, and it's it's almost like uh, you know an adventure by numbers. You know, you 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 follow these speci- you got to hit these specific points. You know, yeah, that that that's how it works. And uh, yeah, absolutely right. And, and and there's a good reason for that. I, I was just sort of talking. I was at, the thing I was at tonight was a, was actually a storytelling course by other people. Um, John York, the brilliant author wow. of Into the Woods. You yeah. know, so so, so so kind of the, the the kind of godfather of, of all this stuff. And, and and Tim Lott, the novelist, and and Tim Lott was making the point. Early this evening, that that that, that um, film costs a huge amount of money to make. So those investors want to know they want some kind of science involved or some kind of yeah. like. So we're we hitting all the story beats, and I think that's why it becomes so formulaic and and uh, uh, because it because there's a lot of money at stake, and it doesn't cost money to much money to publish a book. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so there's less risk involved so let's take a quick break we'll come back we're talking to Will Saw the book is The Science of Storytelling I shall do links and what have you on Twitter in a minute 0344 499 1000 this is Talk Radio across the UK online and on DAB Talk Radio we'll get you talking Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Tales of Mystery and Imagination on the radio show that does things differently. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! Uh, we've got Will Storr, who's got a new book, The Science of Storytelling. I did a tweet earlier on, and I wasn't thinking, I called it The Art of Storytelling, and someone kind of pulled me up before you saw it. You didn't even know about it, and now I've told you. Idiot. Balls. Idiot. Absolute idiot. Um... Why did you write this? Because this your, your usual stuff is going out with people on the fringes of society, whether it be ghost hunters or, or whoever, and finding out what makes them tick or how they fit in. So why have you written... It's kind of an you know an instruction manual for telling stories. <laughs> yeah, well, because it, it it became a bit of an obsession after the heretics. Uh, this idea of the brain as a storyteller it changed yeah. the way I I saw myself. It changed the way I saw. Everybody else in my life, it changed the way I wrote, and then I carried on the exploration in selfie, talking about how we're a cultural self too. And then I started teaching courses, teaching other writers how to, how to wow. you know, to storytelling. So, so, so I, I wanted to kind of close that chapter in my career and go, this yeah. is what I've learned about the brain as a storyteller before I moved on. I mean, and, and initially, because I, I wrote that novel, um, uh, and, um, uh, and, and the novel was kind of trying to work out how... How does storytelling work? And you know, I think I was partially successful, but but um, but but I wanted to I wanted to write the storytelling book that I wish I'd had when I was writing my novel. You mentioned at the start that you you read a few when you were writing yeah. the novel. Were they any? I've never read one. Are they any good? They they they, they, they are. They're all, there's lots of useful ones. I'd especially recommend John York's Into the Woods. Christopher Booker's The Seven Basic Plots. Um, if for, for anybody's interested, because I've always <laughs> imagined that the writers just go. I've I've got a book. I'm in me and I'm going to write and they just sit down and they write That's it and they pour it out and it's a little say. edited a little bit That's what they say I don't think it's true that often really? I think they secretly have all the books um, so, 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 the, so what interested me in the idea was that I, I was trying to struggling with my novel reading all these books whilst working on heretics and interviewing some of the world's best neuroscientists and psychologists and what they were saying about how the brain processes our sense of self were the same things as what the storytelling right. people were saying about how you tell stories and I was like oh my god they're, like, they're saying the same thing so I, I, I thought it might be interesting to put them together, which is kind of what I did in, in The Heretics, mm. but this is the kind of... Uh, I've just opened it. Uh, compressed time. Story time is compressed time. <laughs> and it is, isn't it? Because, I mean, a, a, a film... Well, films films are not 90 minutes anymore. When, I don't know when they started becoming two and a half hours long. That's ridiculous. Tell a story in 90 minutes, please. But it is, isn't it? It's a, a book, you know, a good book, you can read it in a couple of days mm. if you sit down. and. But it can cover... A hundred years. That's right. Gandhi's three hours, but 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 you still feel like you've seen all of his life. Yeah. Like it feels it feels real, and, and that's part of what the brain's doing when it's kind of 
producing this story of, of us. It's it's radically simplifying reality. That's part of the, 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 the job. Like we're surrounded by chaos and chaotic information and contrary information, and it turns the narrative of our lives into this very simplistic um, kind of cause and effect uh, uh, journey. It populates it with heroes and villains. It gives us a kind of a yeah. quest to go on. And uh, if we're psychologically healthy, that's what's going on. We are we are kind of experiencing our lives as this David and Goliath um, journey, which is which is very very fictional. And 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 and, and so the, what the book sort of goes into is, I, I think, some of the some of the problems that this leads us to in real life. So the, we don't when we come across people who who don't see the world as we do rather than going oh that's interesting that's odd how how they have these different beliefs to us they become villains yeah. and we start to hate them and disparage them and other them and call them evil and nasty and we see so much of that at the moment and it's just people's storytelling brains working overtime well, I mean, the obvious example of that, of course, is, 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 uh, is we don't say his name too often on this show, but people like Tommy Robinson and, and oh. the, 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 you know, the hatred directed towards Muslims because yes. because they are they look different, but also their their god is a different color, and they and, and, and so you're saying that's kind of part of the the normal mental process is if people are significantly different or we we can perceive them, it's what happens every time in in, in economic hardship mm. is it's not your fault because you're a white middle class guy it's not your fault it's not my fault it's their fault because yeah. they look a little bit different well, to, to a us. certain to a certain kind of person yes. because, because, because yes. underneath all of this we're tribal animals we're yeah. the main tribal animals so 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 one of the things that, com- that, that, that that binds us together in our tribes is, is that we share a story of the world, a simplistic narrative of the world. Yeah. And like a story in a movie, like a story in a book, a story is this kind of is this kind of sequence of causes and effects. So we look out into the world at the stuff that's happening, and we and we construct this simplistic narrative of cause and effect. So in terms of hardship, a certain kind of person, a right, a really right wing person in that kind of tribe, will look out into the world and see whether it's Muslims or whether it's Mexicans in kind of Trump's America, and yeah. see yeah. Well, this is the cause and effect this is the cause that's that's having this negative effect on my people um uh, but but of course that's not that's not everyone people on the left will go well uh they'll have a different narrative of course effect there's a brilliant there's a brilliant paragraph i've literally read the first two chapters i'm sorry (laughs) but the beginning um uh we beetle away happily into our minutes hours and days with the fact of the void the fact we're all going to die hovering over us to look directly into it and respond with an entirely rational descent into despair is to be diagnosed with a mental health condition you're right we're all going to (laughs) die and you could die on the way home tonight Uh, uh, hopefully you've you've got another 35 40 40 years, but you're gonna top. You're gonna die, and uh, uh, you're gonna die, Catherine. I'm I'm gonna die, but we all kind of just carry on. But that's almost ignoring that. That's part of the part of the reason that the brain tells this heroic story, right. this optimistic story of the world, because it gets us out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So uh, I, I, there's an idea in psychology, they call it depressive realism. Also, when they test depressed people's instincts about life uh, and about their own kind of chances for success in the world and, and kind of the nature of reality, they, they, they find that depressed people are more in touch with reality than happy people. Right, yeah. So to a certain yeah. extent, happiness itself is a delusion. Yeah. Um, they, they, there's one of these studies, I think I write about it in, in The Science of Storytelling, where they got um, people who work in a restaurant to um, uh, to uh, uh, write out all the kind of positive things that might happen for them and also the, 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 the positive things that might happen for the people that they work with that they liked. And there were far more things for them right. than the people around them. We know we're all if we're if we're not suffering from clinical depression um, or something like that. You know we're we're all um, uh, kind of being deluded by this 
yeah. optimistic story that says that we are this amazing David on this journey yeah. to make our life and our lives and the world around us is going to, is going to become better and better and yeah. better. And sadly, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but if, like, if next holiday makes you feel like a superstar you yeah. go for it but, but the great thing about the storytelling brain is that even when we're hit with failure we feel terrible for a while but we pick ourselves up yeah. don't we it's going to lead oh, to better things the next time well this is my new thing that I've really g- g- grasped onto is that this everything we're doing now your book this radio show everything we are literally just filling time until we die this, yeah. this show until one o'clock is to hopefully make you feel a little bit better as yeah. you edge ever closer towards your inevitable death that's going to happen yeah. how do you teach a, uh, like a writing class I just when you mentioned it <laughs> I have an image of like loads of adults sat at desks and you kind of walking up and down <laughs> looking over their shoulders going hmm yeah very good well I would change that how do you do that I'm sure it's not like that it's how a bit like that is it no no so, so, so I, I when I first started doing the course it was basically me talking for like four and a half hours and by the end of it everybody wanted to kill themselves like that, <laughs> that, 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 that happy delusional d- d- yeah. thing just, just, just exploded and they just so I had to, I had to sort of work out a new thing so what so it's kind of broken down into 10 little mini talks right and and they're broken up with like video clips we look at things like everything from citizen kane to walter white um breaking bad the teacher wheels yeah (laughs) exactly everyone loves it everyone's like oh god thank god you know so 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 so, yeah i i I do like a week-long course and for that i've I've who comes to those is it is it novelists is it um journalists or or is it everybody um uh it's 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 a lot of novelists it's some screenwriters um uh and and um it's often people People who are kind of middle-aged who've just decided, right, uh, the, t- the time has come. Okay. I'm going to follow my dreams okay. and write a novel, and I want to know how it works. But it's always it's people at all levels uh, of the of the, in the kind of spectrum. I, I had a great. Um, Message from the brilliant Charlie Higson um, the yeah, other day, yeah. who's no storytelling slouch, who, 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 who was very happy with the book and said it was wow. um, one of the few useful ones he'd read. So that oh, was really brilliant. great. So, so it's it, I, 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 I think what I'm sort of ha- really happy about is that it, I feel like it's a offering something genuinely new by yeah. uh, this scientific approach and, and psychological approach. I'm just reminded sort of, we had a caller from the states. Yeah, I can't remember where he's from. A guy who. You talk about people in middle age, you know, going, oh, I'm, I'm going to write the book. And years ago, it used to be called Vanity Publishing, yes. didn't it? Where you would you would go and get a thousand copies of your book printer. <laughs> and now it, it's incredible because you go to a website like Unbound or there's, there's loads of others and that will print on demand, you yeah. know. So you write a book and if you sell 10 copies, they'll print 10 copies. And it's, yeah. it's actually, it's, it's, it's kind of lovely and they, and they look like, in inverted commas, real books. But we had a guy from America. Mm-hmm. Was it him or his wife that phoned up first? I can't remember. His wife spoke first and then she his, passed the phone who, to him. Who'd written a book, and he really wanted to publicise it, so he was just looking online for like radio stations, and he saw Talk Radio UK. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay. So he, I think he emailed us or something, and it popped up on the screen saying, "I've written a book. Would, would love to." So we just phoned him up straight away. This guy, and it was, you know, we, I, I paid. I can't remember what it was about. I've, I've got it on my computer somewhere. I paid the eight dollars for the download. <laughs> it's not a great book, but. But he made something. He made something. And then his wife phoned up again, didn't she, about a month ago, saying he's nearly finished his second novel. Huh? I don't suppose you'd be interested. Get him on. Get him on. It's, 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 like, it's from Texas or something. So it's got a very broad uh-huh. Texan accent selling his his book. Good for him. Yeah, good. Well, so he's, he's David fighting the Goliath. Yes. He's, I'm going to be a novelist and I'm going to get all these knockbacks, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's... 
human ingenuity. That's human progress. That's what's built the civilized world. So you can't knock it. Oh well, well you can knock it. You can because <laughs> I blame Fifty Shades of Grey because yeah. wasn't that a self-published yeah, yeah, book yeah, first? Yeah. Well, I actually write about that in terms of storytelling. So re- I thought it was really interesting. So that, that there, were, there, there was a, a data analyst and a publisher that got together a couple of years ago, and, and they built this algorithm that you could, I don't know how it works. But you basically feed a book into the computer. I'm imagining that somebody's shoveling pages into a slot, but I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> and it can predict a New York Times bestseller with an accuracy of 83%, I think it is. So wow. it's a pretty good thing. I don't know what the yeah, like, thing. Um, and, and, and they analysed Fifty Shades of Grey because it's the big mystery in publishing. How the hell did this yeah. book end up becoming successful? Um, and it had this really weird plot shape. They plotted it on a graph and it's just these regular ups and downs which you don't often see in story. Well, that's the bedroom scene, isn't it? And, the downs, yes. <laughs> they weren't regular. But, but, but then they um, they also did the same thing with that. Um, uh, what was that other oh, book that go. came out of nowhere and sold millions? It had Tom Hanks in the film. The Da Vinci Code. Oh, da Vinci oh, yeah. Code. And yeah. it had almost exactly the same plot oh. shape. So, so there's something... There's some weird alchemy that both Dan Brown and um, E.L. James James had both perhaps by chance yeah. hit upon where, where, where so, so I talk oh, about it in the book wasn't it a Twilight yeah, that's fan it. fiction yeah. it, that's exactly novel. what yeah. it was she thought oh I'm not, I'm not done here let me, <laughs> let me write it for myself and yeah so she's happened upon this thing that's turned out to be a massive money spinner and, and, a, and a range of terrible films <laughs> yes 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 and presumably, it was, presumably it's outsold is it outsold Twilight I don't know have you I, I don't want to show off Will but have you had ever had any fan erotic fan fiction written about you oh are you joking of course I haven't well, well I'm, I'm, <laughs> if you're lucky I might toss them uh, off. I see. I, 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 he has got some. I've got. I've got. Well, I've, I've got quite a bit. I've got quite a bit of erotic fan fiction. Uh, can we have some? Can we read um, it out? It's late. Uh, we, get, Catherine, do you want to find? I had a look last week. Actually, did she, you? Yeah. Oh, because oh, you think it's. You think I think it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> you think it's. Can't funny. say it out loud. Well, though, one of them. Right. So one. There's a few. There's a few. But mainly since the jungle, and there was a few. And then one young lady messaged me on Twitter and said, "Oh, thanks for reading out my fiction." I went, "Oh, okay. You know, yeah. we, we thought it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much." Um, and then I clicked on her bio, 15 years old. So that was the end of that. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Wow. Wowzers. So have you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, now, now we'll, this, is, this is proper. I can't I'm read excited. this out. You've got to read I'm it. excited. Oh, Where are we? Um, hey, hey. No, so, hang on. Yeah, no, this is... Is this me? Uh, no. Oh, no, so this is this is, this is, is Grace. 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 Hey, hey, I smile, skipping down the little slope beside the red throne where Stanley Johnson is sat. What are we all chatting about then? So this is in the jungle. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. Looking at my side, I sit down on the log with Ian on my immediate left, Amir on Ian's left and Jenny to my right. Just about how Ian is a great guy, Amir starts off. Amir must be around 30, but Ian a little younger. Thank you. Dark brown hair coating over a face with lit up eyes. Charismatic, charming and good looking. Good looking. Good looking. That's later. You're jumping forwards. Ian's a hit with the ladies in camp for for sure. Especially after eating those strawberries, Amir says. I let out a breath, feeling my stomach drop, as the arise of this incident again is going to inevitably result in drama. The whole camp... Let me get to the rude bit. Um... Uh, hang on a minute. This is quite it's not boring. Really rude. This one. It's kind of oh, well, the, um, well, the, the promise of a kiss and and, and a uh, date. I mean, she's fifteen, so uh, just as well, well, no, just as well. Or, or when that, well, then don't try, stop trying to entrap me for crying out loud. Yeah, let's Here get it goes. One. I some... Cheers. I thank. Uh, I think. Thank. Lifting my head up and grabbing Ian's, letting him pull me up from the floor. Can I just say this is great? The way Will's coming to promote the book. <laughs> 
We've made it all about me. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. This is what it should be. This is show business. Right, listen, the book is The Science of Storytelling by Will Store. I will, I will, and you're at W Store on yeah, Twitter. S T O R R. I'll tweet a link during the news if, if people want to go and check this out. Are you, have you got ideas percolating for the next thing? Yes. Have you left those kind of investigative books behind? No, I, I'm going to go back there. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, for the next book. So my next book is going to be about status. It's all about status. Okay. Um, and about how important status is to our sense of well-being. Yeah. So, um, so I, I don't know quite what I'm going to do yet, but one one of the things I really want to do is to. Um, go and find a community where they believe they're living without any hierarchy and status and see what that's like because my, oh, wow. my, my idea is I bet they're not I bet they're leaders. So you think that it's it's that, that somehow it is it will it will always appear exactly. that someone has to take control yeah. otherwise yeah. it's never get anything yeah. done will yeah, you yeah 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 I'm sure the, the first one that springs to mind is the Amish, but I'm guessing they must have leaders. Of course they have. Of course they do. They might pretend that. Is that because, because to me, that the biggest experiment in that was communism, and, that, and that's right. George Orwell. Yeah. You know, like, it, it was just a crazy idea that there's no status. You want to find a load of off-grid hippies? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what. Well, they'll be off-grid though. You won't be able to find them. You can't just go. You can't, <laughs> can't just email. Go on can't Facebook. tweet them. <laughs> so how, and so, how do you do it? Do you? Just you, you're, you're out walking. I get my best ideas when I'm out walking. Yeah. I, I don't have a dog anymore. But, but when I go back home with the boys and I go out for a walk with the dog, that's kind of when Kath will be bombarded with text going, right, I've got this idea and this yeah. idea. Is that how you do it? Or do you sit at a computer? No, that's just... exactly right. Yeah, so I walk my dogs twice a day. Right. And um, I have my phone and Google Keep. And um, What's or, Google Keep? It's, this, it's, it's, this, it's a great app um, uh, and it's just notes and it syncs with everything. Oh, yeah, wow. it was and you can talk to it. So I'm walking, I'm, I'm walking the dogs, talking to my phone, going, this is "Future, future yeah. man, we've got in here. It's incredible." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's free. <laughs> uh, and so, so yeah, everyone obviously who lives near me thinks I'm this lunatic who goes around <laughs> just talking out loud about. Um, <laughs> They don't realise you're the working. History of mankind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. So status stuff. is the next thing, but but very very early stages. Yeah, you, I haven't even started yet. Yeah, like. it's going to be out in 2021. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll see you then. <laughs> you could be dead by then. Will. Yeah, I could we've be established dead. this. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that confidence. I'll be out. By t- I've been working on a book for six years. Six years. Mm. You you have. For six years, what though. What book is it? It's a book. I think I mentioned it before, uh, and it obviously didn't have much of an impact. <laughs> each chapter is a different TV show that I've worked on, oh. and going into intricate detail of, of what an arsehole I was in some cases, what other... Uh, what an arsehole. Like I would read that in a second. I know, but it turns out writing a book, Will, is really, really hard. You need a ghostwriter, mate. How much do you charge these days? <laughs> okay, we'll talk, we'll means, talk about it off here. That laugh means he's expensive. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's always lovely to see you. Anytime you want to come in, um, I mean, t- traditionally, guests come in at the top of the hour, but that's fine. <laughs> the science of storytelling. I can't look at him, Catherine. Is he angry? Uh, Will Store, S-T-O-R-R. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to tweet a link to it. Amazon, Any? I mean, is there a better place for you? Do Is there a place you get Do you know who money? support me? Yeah. Foils. Foils. They're very supportive of me. We'll so, find yeah. the link for Foils then. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll send and that out. And they can send prefer. it out. They, they can post the book to you as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. I always yeah. prefer doing that if we yeah. can if we can avoid it. Uh, the show continues. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio.